What is up, Fazed and friends? Welcome to episode four of the podcast. It's Mr. Buffy here, and once again, I am with my best friend in the whole wide world, Mr. Spronk. What's up? And we have Mr. White. You know what? There you go, White. You made it into the entrance. Did I? Because I felt like I was an afterthought there. I felt like well, you you gave him the best friend, and you kind of added me as a as a as an add on there. Okay. Well, welcome. You said my best friend, Mr. Spronk, like comma, and we also have Mr. White here. That's the vibe I got. Well, if you you're not, if you're you, not hiding it, dude. No, I know, I know, I'm trying. Also, big, big episode today. Huge round of applause. We have a very special guest with us, Mr. Young. What is what? up? What is up? Oh man, this is such an honor to be on Fazed and Friends. That is the name of this this hot new podcast. Is that correct? Friends with a PH. Yeah, friends with a you, PH. You know PH. what? People people have been talking about you. I've been I've been talking to the students and they say like 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 they're having trouble getting their schoolwork done because they're too busy listening. And they're also too busy uh, anticipating the next episode. So for me, just to have this platform, I, it feels like I've arrived. I mean, there's been a lot of bad news, but this is this is a lot of good news, not just for me, but everybody else. Thanks for having me, boys. I feel like you're not even lying, and I feel like you've actually only talked to five kids, or all five of our listeners who are. <laughs> well, all five of them were vocal, and I'm happy to talk to five kids. Buffy yeah. only has one friend, and that's Spronk, so that's yeah. good. So uh, this is yeah, this definitely not momentum. Me. That's been made clear. Yeah, guys, really, what I just haven't told you yet is I have five computers at home with five different Spotify accounts, and I just play the episode. <laughs> five listens. I have not Baby. listened to one episode yet. You oh, they're good, Spronk. You need to listen to these. They're actually good. I I, I, I tune in every now and then. Well, I'm Spronk could be disappointed because a lot of what he says is edited out. But yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm curious to to know, Mr. Young, how how are things going in in the leadership uh, end of the school? Because um, you know we all teach uh, quite a few different subjects. What does an online leadership course look like? Well, it's a little bit different. I mean, I mean everything's different. I don't think anything can replicate the classroom. Uh, so we've been kind of going back back and forth between like you know like video vlogs with the kind of an assignment uh, followed by like a Google Hang, and we're kind of going like week by week. We're kind of alternating like that. So the nice thing about the Google Hang is that uh, you know you're able to you know see everyone's face you know for the most part and catch up and have a laugh. Uh, so I like that part of it. Uh, the video vlogs been fun because Miss Grant and I get to collaborate and kind of come up with things. You know, so we've got to share kind of like the trick golf shots that uh, that uh, you guys do, uh, which is like hilarious. Uh, and also uh, news from last week for the people who didn't see my video vlog is I had a, a bird get stuck in my, my chimney of my fireplace. <laughs> and we had to try to like uh, figure out a way to get it out because it couldn't get back up the chimney, but it was covered in soot. And I know if I opened up the door to the fireplace, it was just going to flap around. Uh, and just kind of mark up the walls with like soot. And uh, it was kind of a predicament. So I thought I was gonna be the big man to handle it, but uh, uh, wifey had to kind of take over. And when the bird actually did escape and escape the box they were trying to put it in, it started flapping and it actually came up and landed on my neck briefly. And I, I may or may not have dropped uh, quite a, a few F-bombs, but when I showed it to the kids, they were able to bleep out the, the, the negative language. I think they, they hear worse when they're on TV. And ultimately, after a long process, we uh, did get the bird out, uh, kind of like when Free Willy, the, the whale from the 1993 blockbuster, was saved. Uh, we saved the bird. So that was my act of service for the week. What What is the opposite of uh, Cinderella and Mary Poppins? 
Because they get the bird Probably. that are whistling, and you get the one that's freaking out and spraying soot all over the place on your neck. <laughs> Could we get a status update on the bird? Is the bird alive and well? Can we confirm that? Well, it flew away. It flew away, and so I, I think you know, if it just if it decided just to like just like walk away, it would have been depressed. I, I think it was pretty happy. In fact, at one point, it it stopped flapping around the basement. It just kind of let Tanya come up and like talk to it, and she's like. Which is great podcast uh, listening. Uh, she was bird whispering, and it, it just let her pick the bird up and take her outside. And uh, yeah, we caught the whole thing on film, and yeah, it was quite a quite an adventure. So I, I never thought when you'd say how are things in leadership going, it would turn into well, I removed a bird from my basement. But I guess that is life in COVID nineteen quarantine. <laughs> no, that's I, I was entertained. I thought it was. Fantastic. White, White and I have a similar story, not about a bird, about a dog, but uh, we, can, we can maybe get into that later. Uh, and still to this day, I think of if that person ever got that dog back. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, like, I remember that. We chased um, the dog across the beach for like Yeah, minutes. so long story short is... <laughs> Let's uh, get into it now, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it now. <laughs> Last year on spring break, where uh, White and I take a road trip, we're, we're, we go to Portland and we go to Cannon Beach. Right, that that that's that amazing beach down in Oregon. It's got kind of the big like freestanding rock like right in the middle of the ocean there. Goodness and we're walking down this beach, and all of a sudden we just see this uh, dog sprinting. It came off its leash or whatever, and then like thirty or nah, fifteen seconds later, the owner comes running after it, just like stop my dog. But like it's it's this dog is not like a greyhound, but like yeah, like life. it's it's not a greyhound breed, but it's got some greyhound in it. Like this thing is motoring and it, before you know it, within like the 30 seconds of this owner trying to get this dog, it was gone. And honestly, still to this day, I have no idea if they got this dog. So well, I'm a little worried that this dog's out there somewhere, but it, we, I was like, man, what's going on? Me, I, You know what? Me and Buffy, we did our good deed for the day because we did kind of see it as a dot disappearing in the distance and we kind of tried to see it and we actually did a little bit of a... Uh, little bit of jogging to get after it and uh, we kind of spotted it spotted it, and it kind of disappeared and we, we have no idea yeah it, it went off into the horizon and we're not sure because eventually we saw the owner stop because it wasn't catching it so i'm a little worried i feel bad but that's very similar to it just reminded me of your bird story of yeah the bird flew away but how far did it fly away? sometimes you just don't know yeah, well, guys, I just, I just want to come commend you on your, your good deed because it sounds like you really did a lot. It sounds like yeah. you really were impactful for the, both the dog's life and the owner's life. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Josh was talking about uh, Cinderella there for a little bit. And when I think of Cinderella, I think of magical, happy, you know, endings to stories. You know, maybe the bird flew south and the bird and the dog have kind of reunited and they're keeping each yeah. other company. And, what a crossover. Uh, and, and all's well. You know, if I could just take a moment, though, and yes, going, going back to leadership, though, one of the projects we recently did was we asked kids to video video record what it was like to get the news that Bikeathon was canceled, and then talk about why they got into, they signed up to Bikeathon in the first place. In other words, like, why do we live our motto as one who serves? And we got some fantastic responses, and I, I'm not going to share them all with you now, but you know, a lot of kids uh, weighed in, and it was really moving watching uh, the words that they had to say and how they processed it all and how they're taking the high road and realizing that there's a, a greater greater picture out here that you know the whole world is dealing with. Uh, and last but not least on that, a lot of kids have been asking about the check reveal. Like how is it, how are we gonna let the world know, uh, or at least the SCONA world know about how much funds are raised during the SCONA initiative. And so the media club's actually working on that right now. Uh, we're also trying to 
uh, go through the process of granting refunds and um, giving people the chance to either get a refund and or donate their $60 registration fee to one international poverty relief. And depending what happens there, that could also rise up the, the total a, a little bit. And we're going to unveil this all digitally in a video, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to give you an exact date right now because we want to make sure it's done right. So that's a little bit of news and something to look forward to. And then it'll also be able to see all the footage from the campaign itself. Skronk? Well, we'll be sure to uh, release that on the podcast. But speaking of that cancellation, you guys were the first major thing in uh, not only Edmonton public, but I think Edmonton area that got canceled because of the COVID thing. So I don't know, shout out to the admin and you guys for making that decision. Because right after you did it, that's basically when everything folded like dominoes. So maybe it's your fault, actually, Tom. (laughs) Buffy. Well, that's why I almost, that's what I liked what you just said there, Tom, is that, uh, and Spronk, like it was one of the major things. And I think at the time, especially living it in the hallways that we saw, it was, it was tough on those kids. And we saw a lot of grade 12s who have invested three straight years and the 11s who have invested a lot of time through with workshops and stuff like that. And, and it, it's really interesting that you created that uh, assignment for them because at the time, like Spronk said, nothing else was canceled. Right. So there, I think a lot of their emotion was going through is like, well, what is going on? Like, why, like, why is this canceled, but nothing else? Like, and it was really before the news really started to give the updated uh, COVID cases and stuff like that. So it, I bet you that, that assignment, if you are getting uh, them back or, and you're looking over some of those videos, I bet you they're actually really interesting to read how some of those people are uh, kind of expressing their feelings. Yeah, you know, it, it's shown me a lot about the character of the, the Skona Lords that make up our community. That day was really crazy because, you know, literally just, just before lunch, before the final captain's meeting, the understanding is that we were able to go ahead with precautions, having lots of sanitization stations, et cetera. And that, like, it was, we weren't going to hit that. We knew that the, the coronavirus was coming, but we thought we still had a couple weeks where we might be able to still pull this off. And, you know, maybe two weeks later, we wouldn't. And it just all happened so quickly when it got labeled a pandemic by the World Health Organization. And it was just like a domino effect and just went through everything. You're right. We were right away, like uh, immediately after the intercom went on and then Mr. Vanjenhoven let the whole school know that kids were grieving, what have you. And I started getting texts and my wife actually got a text, I believe, at uh, 1236 p.m. from a colleague at her school. uh, And the announcement was made at 1235. It's like one minute later, like just word just absolutely traveled and global new, like like global news called uh, within minutes after that as well, uh, just to see if they could do a story. And uh, we also weren't I didn't take the call at the time because we we're just trying to grieve with our kids and try to process it. But uh, just an incredible time when I haven't actually reflected too much on it because I'm focusing more on what can we do now to support one another. But I think removed from this years from now. Um, it'll be something I'll never forget, but I, I really was amazed at how in the, the, the sad news, how the kids rallied together, as did staff, uh, to support one another. And then the thing that's sad for, for me is that all of the other programs, the athletics, the arts, the travel trips over spring break, all followed suit next. And that's just incredibly hard because kids are invested in a lot of different ways in schools, not just at Strathcona, but everywhere. And so I really just feel, feel for everybody who invested so much, but once the NBA and the NHL also got shut down, it also also helped people realize this thing is much bigger than ourselves and we just need to stay safe and and, and follow all the, the guidelines that 
the, the officials uh, in health are are telling us to do. Yeah, I remember that was that was a very interesting day. I, I remember it was kind of poetic, actually. Uh, as soon as the announcement came for that emergency staff meeting at lunchtime, I was actually holding a ladder with Mr. Buffy on it, uh, hanging the dodgeball brackets. So I was actually sitting there holding the ladder. He's hanging the dodgeball bracket. So we immediately get this announcement of uh, there's a staff meeting and, and they don't just call random staff meetings at lunchtime for fun. No. And um, so we were walking down there and, and Mr. Buffy being the optimist he is, I remember Mr. Buffy telling me like, I'm sure it's just uh, precautions, <laughs> just staying super positive. <laughs> Whereas in my head, I'm like being more negative. I'm like, oh no, this can... I, I think I know what this means. And then I remember I walked in and I didn't see Mr. Young and I didn't see Miss Grant and I didn't see them in there. And I was like, oh no, if they're not here, this means that they were probably aware of the information in this meeting beforehand. Uh, and then I knew and my heart just sunk and it was tough. It was a very emotional meeting and an emotional day. Hey, can I just throw out there that no one told me? I was at the dentist and I got a text from somebody at a different school and I did not understand what they were talking about. I'm like, oh, and they're like, how's, how's Jane doing? I'm like, oh, she's great. She's fine. I talked to her this morning. It's like, oh, really? After all of this? I'm like, yeah, I think they're doing okay. And then I went into school and people told me, and then I went to the office. I'm like, hey, did I miss anything? Nobody, nobody was Classic. impressed. There you go. There, there's Spronk outing himself going to the <laughs> dentist. <laughs> Something never honestly, changed. Yeah, He's but like honestly, me. though, like that was it was it was an odd time because after that happened, like it was it was there were scenes of a ghost town in Skona. Like you have posters up around the hallway. White and I are setting up the lar the small gym for for uh, dodgeball slash everything. All the workshops that are taking place in the small gym, the large gyms tarped lines are getting laid laid down in the bleachers. And then post meeting, we're walking around and it's all just left there, but no one's touching it. Right. Cause you don't want to start taking stuff down. Cause kids haven't been told yet. Cause we had our meeting, I think at yeah, 12, 15 or 12 30. And the kids were told at the start of block three, right? Like it was a, it was an eerie 10, 15 minutes there where it was, it was really odd, but yeah. Speaking of which, uh, leadership involved here, you're the longest serving, uh, teacher at Skona, Mr. Young, uh, out of us four. So what it like? Where did you get your start? Like, did you just jump right into to leadership, or did you did you have some side side classes? You teach phys ed, you taught at social. What would you? You yeah, pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I, I I came under the understanding to to run students union at the time, um, and they wanted to start a leadership program, but there just wasn't that many kids taking leadership. So at the time, yeah, I, I taught social studies, a few different levels of social studies. So I think so social twenty, social thirty, social three dash two. Uh, and then a few different phys ed classes uh, for a while. And uh, at the time, only had 23 kids in leadership. And uh, it was it was kind of the blind leading the blind. I always joke with my, my students, like, I literally had no idea because there wasn't a blueprint for how to teach leadership. Like I would, I was kind of, I would ask them for project ideas and, and if they like, if there was consensus or a vote, then we'd actually do it. And to this day, I have a couple staple things that I do in leadership that came from those early days. But for the most part, I, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I don't know if I should get into it, but we had uh, so I, I, for the time on the podcast, but we did a, a fundraiser early in the the first semester of, of my, my time there. And the goal of that, that fundraiser was to honor our motto as one who serves, because I'd heard from some of the teachers, the older teachers who had taught me when I went to Skona uh, like ages ago, that uh, 
when we do like, you know, you know, spirit activities, it's like fun and it's rah rah for all the people who get to go. And there's lots of hype, which school has always been good at. But it's not like doing the, the service work, the helping other parts, uh, helping others work that should really be part of our motto. And so we decided to put this campaign together for the youth emergency shelter. And it was called the Pay As You Can campaign. And the idea was we'd leave cans around the school and people could donate, you know, you know, their change from the cafeteria or in the library, in the office, homerooms, et cetera. And I got a little ahead of myself. I started sending emails to everybody. Everybody I like, like on staff, I, I emailed like the president of Yes at the time, as well as like I got Global News and the journal coming out. And we were gonna have the big check reveal at the Christmas lit. Uh, the problem is the, the night before we decided to, cl to cl collect all the money. And uh, I sent again emails to the staff saying like, this is gonna be the feel good story of the season, yada, yada, yada. And when we counted all the money, we put all, we put all these tables together, dumped all the cans out. We found that we had a grand total of $8.36. <laughs> it, it just felt like I got kicked right between the legs by like the Hulk. It, I, like, I, I still feel nauseous even just telling you the story. And so we just like all looked at each other. We'd all agreed, like the people, like the 23 of us had agreed that each of us would throw $20 into the mix, but no one including myself had either. And, and so we, we called the youth, uh, well, it's now Youth Empowerment Support Services, but it was Youth Emergency Shelter back then. And we kind of told them a little bit of a, maybe a, a white lie. We said the campaign's going really well. That's, that was the lie. But we said we actually want to give the money to them in, in January as we continue to fundraise. And so that's actually what we did. And eventually we got it over a grand, but, uh, it was then that following February that I was in the office and I got called down uh, by Mr. Vangenhoven and I was sitting across from um, a father of a student who had been uh, in a, a really tragic car, car accident. And a lot of people that's going to know her name, that's Chelsea Donnellan. And uh, she had been in the hospital for a long time, at doing, you know, having surgeries and doing rehab. And she wanted to be able to come home and live in her house again. And we would, uh, but her, her room was on the main level, or sorry, on the second level, and they'd have to get a lift in, and that's expensive. Uh, and so we were wondering if we could do like a fundraiser and or fundraiser, just to kind of bring the community together. And, um, and so I, I went, I, I wanted to look at them and, and tell them like, we got this, but I also knew that we just raised $8 and 36 cents. I knew that wouldn't be enough money to put a lift in. So I went back and I talked to students, we circled up and they all knew her story. She's a Scona Lord. They, they, you could tell that they really you know, felt uh, for her. And they, they, this one kid, I'll never forget, he puts up his hand and he's like, uh, Mr. Young? And I was like, yes. And he's like, uh, no offense to uh, your teaching or anything, but I can tell that you literally don't have lesson plan for tomorrow or the next three months. So uh, like, do you mind if we like, just kind of take over and plan this event and it'll be an all ages event. And I said, absolutely, like I'll come along for the ride. And, it was called Take a Spin for Chelsea, and it was this this kind of like all ages casino. Little kids would be playing with like those little fish magnets, and you know, throwing darts at like a, like a dart board that there's a balloon on it and their prize inside. And the adults are playing uh, blackjack and you know uh, different games, but with fake money. But there was a real buy-in. And then uh, without us actually knowing, Chelsea actually got picked up in the hospital and was was brought to the event. And we didn't have a lift outside the door uh, of the gym like we do now. And so a couple guys just just looked like, what should we do? And they just picked her up with the wheelchair, which is a total no-no. But they didn't know better. None of us did. And they uh, and and she wheeled into the gym. And uh, when she came in, like the the volume just went down, and everyone gathered gathered round. And you know, one of her best friends went over and gave her a hug. And I just remember like people just just weeping, and it was just a real kind of goosebump moment. 
And uh, it was just, it was incredible. And literally the next day, some kids came up to me and they said like, that was so amazing. Like I've never experienced anything like that in my K to 12, you know, educational experience. Is that something that we can do every year? Can we have like something that we just do every single year that's proactive? It's not because something bad happened. Let's just choose an organization that needs our help. And let's, you know, turn the privilege that we have into something positive. And that became the very first year, which is the Spread the Word campaign. And uh, by the time um, we did the second SCONA initiative, uh, Chelsea was in that as a lead 35 student. And it just grew from there. That's awesome. So how many of those did you do before it was a bike-a-thon? We did, uh, we did six of them. We did six nice. different thons. We had a play-a-thon. We had, we had like the, the first year for, for Spread the Word, it was different. Uh, we went to the West Edmonton Mall and did a massive scavenger hunt one year for uh, the Live Love Lend campaign. Uh, we went to also the West Edmonton Mall for the H2All campaign and uh, just to kind of have different places. So it was kind of like, like it was almost, it was a little bit more like Gylo back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it was in 2013 that we borrowed the idea from Belrose and we did the chain reaction in support of World Bicycle Relief for the first bike-a-thon. And then it just worked so well that that was the first year we experienced a tipping point from school participation. Because in the early years, it was hard to get more than 200 kids to give up their Saturday. And uh, that year we had about, you know, if you if you recall, we only had like for the, for the bike-a-thon, just enough teams to fill up the main floor of the gym. The bleachers yeah. were empty. I remember and the we, teachers had a team. Yeah, and right. We were like in the corner by the phys ed office. And it was just like in the, the, the spaces were much larger too. Like... Well, not only that, did you remember that we actually didn't have any aisles? No, we there didn't. Were, you just there had, were no yeah. aisles. Yeah. Because we, we, we did like Folk Fest. Like in Folk Fest, you have to kind of just kind yeah, of you, step you did over a carp run parts. almost, yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's how we did it. We didn't know better. And we didn't actually have windows that could open in the gym. And so the next year, when we were trying to like pump the next, the next bike thought at the opening ceremonies, we had a really good opening ceremonies. Our MCs were well prepared. It was entertaining. It was engaging. Like we, you know, we told the story of the service we we're doing. But at one point in it, we told the kids, they're like, and new for this year, we're going to have air conditioning in the gym and aisles for you to walk. Like those two points, two simple points. And we got a standing ovation. <laughs> like, like everyone just stopped, stood up and we're like clapping. Like, yeah. Like we just put months into the rest of the script. And that one sentence, well, if air conditioning and aisles, we got a yeah. standing ovation. Well, that was uh, the crazy part behind that too. That was also during like, that was mid renovation. So like oh, yeah. that's when the school had no roof like or like yeah. no ceilings to it and stuff. I remember McKady having to bring in like auxiliary power because it yeah. wouldn't handle loads. Yeah. Spronk. I, I, I forget. Oh. <laughs> me, Spron- me and Spronk are the, we're the Mark, Skona newbies here. You guys Mark, are, it sounds like that was a great work. story. Story for yeah, for great work, Spronk. Yeah. Well, you guys are talking, <laughs> like, like I really love hearing up. this stuff because we're newer. Like we're, I, you guys have been part of it for pretty much since it's been a bike-a-thon it's really interesting for me to hear to hear the history and kind of the legacy and how it all started well wait how long what, when did you arrive at school in white i started teaching in 2017 so me and spronk wow. arrived within a week of each other there's a lot of conspiracy theories around that but uh we arrived within a week of each other uh in 2017 they used to carpool uh, to page together but then josh just one day picked white up and said hey i'm not going to page i'm going to skona and white's like okay i'll join you if, uh, if <laughs> just, by carpool you mean winning city championships, then yes, that is correct. We did used to win city championships together oh, at J. Percy oh. Page. That is correct. I also used to run bikeathons at J. Percy Page. Interesting enough, not not as not as good as the Skona ones, but well, we were happy you, to have, we're happy to bring you both on board. The the school the school got better by having you. At least if it meant that like both us, like Buffy and myself, and the kids can make fun of you. 
But either way, it's yeah. uh, having you here is, yeah. is better than not having you here. But those uh, those early those early bikeathons were they were fantastic. Even the when I the first year I was there, you had a slick. You you hosted a slick. That was fun too. Like I remember you had that tent out by the tennis courts. You had like yeah. twenty four hour security so people wouldn't live in it. Oh geez, so ASLIC, for those who are listening and don't know, it's an acronym for the Alberta Student Leadership Conference. So you're right, that was the year, and I guess I made a mistake then. So ASLIC was in 2013, so the real first Bikeathon chain reaction was 2014. And the Alberta Student Leadership Conference was, this, it was just massive. We actually had like about 1,100 people show up to this thing and we never hosted anything near that size. And that was kind of what gave us the idea. We're like, wait a second, if we can host 1,100 people for three days, surely we can host 11 or 1,200 people just from Skona you know, for 24 hours. And it was actually the kids that were in grade 11 of that year who really ran uh, the first bike-thon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we uh, were since, also because we we're under construction, we didn't have a space big enough to feed that many people. So we had to rent a tent the size of a football field between in the tennis courts and the school. And literally the day before, it, we, it, there's a torrential rain, 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 like downpour. It was like just, just spitting down rain. And this is actually conference. Everyone arrives on Sunday morning. It's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday conference. So Friday night is just pissing rain. And a couple guys had a few wobbly pops on the way home from uh, White Avenue at 2 a.m. And they decided to cut the cables and collapse the tent that was the size of the entire football field. And it takes like a like a 30-person work crew, trained work crew, just to erect this thing, put it back up. And um, so on, on emergency, a few of the people from special event rentals plus a bunch of my grade 12 students showed up in the rain on that Saturday morning to attempt to get the the tent back up yeah and then yes we had a higher security for the rest of it just to make sure that it didn't go down again sprunk did uh mr johnson and his buddies ever apologize for that <laughs> <laughs> i wish we had security footage to find out who that was it'd be nice to see well, uh, it would have been nice to have seen johnson actually just running after them to try to, to, to tackle them by the way he i'm not sure if he'd be the worst the best or worst guest but uh we already talked about it last week Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. I was listening. I'm, I'm an avid listener too. I should have, should have remembered that. <laughs> you should know this already, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Spronk had a had a plan to just prank him and bring him on and then not say anything. It will still go through somehow. Okay. Hey, so guys, I was out there. Don't tell. I was in your uh, room the other day, Mr. Young, uh, cleaning it. And uh, this is this. I I honestly think this is a thing you need to do next year. Next year will be the class of 2021, correct? Right. Yep. Yep. You need to recreate that class of 1981 photo that's hanging in your room. Like you need to get that. Like count how many bodies are in it. Have them line up, pose in the exact same way. It would be fantastic. And yeah, it's, so it's an amazing contrast. For the listeners, we were uh, we were cleaning up actually the dungeon uh, where I found the class of 1981 uh, banner that's by our by our desk. I bet it, there's kids listening, well, the four or five of them that are uh, <laughs> that uh, could have been in my room and never looked up to see it to, to look at it like you did. Uh, but like it's just awesome because it's just classic mullets and short shorts. It's just oh. it is it just screams 1980s fashion. Uh, and we just thought like this is just too good, so that's why we put it up because it was just so iconic. But that's a great idea. I, I do like that, and I think because of the pandemic, there will be a lot of long hair, and so we just have to cut off the sides for the, the party pandemic mullet. And uh, yeah, I think we could recreate it. I, I think that that would give us some longevity for the you know the next you know twenty thirty years. How many kids ask you if you're in that photo because you're a Scona grad? 
Yeah, that's the, that's kind of the sad thing about being our age and Buffy and, and White. You're a little younger than Spronk and I. I mean, Spronk looks like Santa Claus right now. It kind of sucks when like I make a joke that kids are like, "Hey, Mr. Young, like you used to go to school and like, are you in that like in that photo?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's me, like four in." And like I, I make look like a guy who looks like super old. Like like they're those guys are like older than their parents, right? And yeah. and they're like and and they're like, oh. Yeah, that does, that does, oh, that, yeah, okay, that does look like you. And I'm like, I'm not 60. I mean, I'm not 30 either, but, like, geez, like, I didn't feel like, just think about how old we must look to our students. Because you think, think about, like, when you were their age, how old teachers looked to you then. And now, like, I'm kind of, like, like halfway in between 60 and 20. And I don't feel that old. My name's Mr. Young. But, yeah, no, without skipping a beat, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I can see that's you. Nice mullet. Well, yeah, well, White and I, we can, we're, we're encroaching in that territory where our grad year is starting to become like the kids were teaching's birth year. So they're, they're starting to recognize like, oh, you guys are so old. I'm like, I'm not really that old. Like, White, you're not even 30. That's correct. So you got some time, but. <laughs> Spronk, hey, on the other hand. Well, you, Spronk, look Spronk's, you look at that's true. 30, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, should uh, we jump into it? Should we jump into our next segment? Uh, well, I got, I got well, one. Uh, I got one are, last question for Will, oh, for uh, for Young. I like it. Um, and I, it's it's a serious question. But when when are we going to have a bikeathon for you, Young? Because it seems every single year you have a near death experience, and I'm Wait. wondering if you have any insights on why why this is hey thanks for bringing that up that's right yeah two years ago for those of anyone listening doesn't know i i had a, a random surgery right like on like the sunday night before bikeathon and like i remember sending like a video post-surgery to grant like right after like, i just still had like morphine in my in my system i was like shaking i was in shock and i was like i'm good i'm good bikeathon will go ahead and i appreciate you know, all three of you guys weighing in and really taking the reins and helping out in an incredible amount I was, I was back by wednesday and we pulled off opening ceremonies on thursday and it all worked but that was a close call then yeah last year uh i had a misdiagnosed blood clot um funny enough i was joking about it i was like like the weekend before we were doing rehearsals for the opening ceremonies and I was limping around kids were like, what's going on with you? I'm like, I'm like, I better have a blood clot, but I thought I was, I was joking. It felt just like a pulled muscle. Like I just thought of it like, Oh, that's funny. And there's a self-fulfilling prophecy actually came true. So yeah, this year was, was, was kind of out of cruising for the hat trick of another health crisis right before bike on. And uh, the good news is I, I narrowly avoided the, the personal health crisis uh, with the bad news being now we have a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. So I just so you guys know, I'm going record. I would have taken the personal hat trick, the third health crisis before Bikeathon, to spare the world all the other, everything else. But uh, my wife, on the other hand, is, is happy that I'm I'm at least knock on wood right now feeling good and healthy. I just wish I could have Bikeathon too. I'm I think I'm developing a conspiracy theory here that uh, since Spronk has arrived at Scona, you have gotten sick at bikeathon time and Spronk used to run bikeathon at page so I'm, I'm starting to see oh. a little trend here this is a interesting conspiracy that maybe tom yeah. just needs a break <laughs> like, I, hey, I, I, think, I think Spronk's trying to say that he doesn't want to do athletics anymore and he yeah. was just, just gonna slide in and take <laughs> over leadership I, 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 I thought we I were never, friends but i guess we're frenemies hey this all I makes sense now i'm really I'm, I'm piecing the the piecing the puzzle together here this is shocking Actually, I got another death experience. I actually met Tom at an A-Slick, and he had a good conversation. I said something which offended him so much 
that we won't mention. Uh, and then he talked to me about it later until he found out, wait, nothing I say is serious. But at one point we were at a ski slick and Miss Grant actually thought Tom had fell into the ocean and died when really he took a phone call and was somewhere else. And I well, said, oh, I actually okay. had taken the rental vehicle and visited a friend in Nova Scotia. Um, which our, our people know Scotia are obviously in our thoughts with the news of this week. Um, and so I went to see a friend uh, uh, who I actually graduated from Scona with. And I guess while we were walking along the beach, my, the, the rental van keys fell out of my pocket and must have got covered in the tide. So I had no way to get back to the conference where my students were. And so they, uh, the rental company sent a flatbed truck with all these, and it had all these like, emergency lights and like it just the sounds looked like a crime scene. So I just took a quick video at 2 a.m. of the van being put on this this flatbed truck with the, the sirens and uh, the like the reverse sound of that beep 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 and all the lights. And I just sent Grant a, a seven second video of the van being taken away. And I didn't think that it looked like although the van had just been completely totaled. I just thought it was kind of funny, uh, but they actually sent us a new van and. Uh, you know, that's why you actually get insurance when you rent rent vehicles. So keep keep that up if you ever travel. Josh. Wait, look at this guy bragging about having friends. Hey, <laughs> guys. That's uh, plural. I'm working, on it. I'm working on it. All right, Buffy, let's, what's this next segment? I'm, oh, it's, I'm, it's chatting with friends. So you know, we this is where we talk about uh, fun stuff that we've seen, watched, listened, enjoyed. So... Uh, here's our next segment, chatting with friends. <laughs> um, the big one, and I know Spronk, Spronk, you've been kind of quiet through that whole, uh, chat with, uh, Mr. Young, but this is where you jump in. The Jordan documentary came out on Netflix. If you guys could see Spronk right now, he is stretching. He is loosening up, limbering up. He is ready to go. He is cheering. Spronk, the floor is yours. Guys, the the greatest documentary of all time, and we're only 20% through it, two episodes. The Last Dance, if you have not watched it, uh, we may discuss it further, but it's already been asked, who's, who's the GOAT, Jordan or LeBron? I think if you watch this documentary, it'll become very clear of why there is only one choice. But uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Nothing new if you read the books and you were around that time. That's if that's you were my around at that time. Well, no, because these kids don't know, right? This is ninety. This was 96, 97, 97, 98. Yeah, and that's so they right weren't was, around at that time. That was my peak NBA years. I was in high school uh, when the I dream was still of, alive. Hey, the dream was still alive to no, make no. the NBA. No, I've always been a realist. Um, but it's awesome, man. It's and they did the second episode was on Scotty Pippen, and I'm a huge fan. Of I love Scotty. That was an that was a good episode. Scotty Pippen is is criminally underrated, and I hope that this documentary gives him a bit more credit. Yeah, but you, hold you go, on. Go, go on YouTube, Google Scotty Pippen, and watch a Scotty Pippen highlight reel. This guy just dunked on people repeatedly. Just his whole highlight reel is just him dunking on people, and he, we never see these highlights because he was in Jordan's shadow. Uh, but oh man, unbelievable! His whole highlight, his whole highlight reel is uh, shaming Patrick Ewing. Just yeah. he toasted Patrick Ewing every time they played him. But I, I honestly believe if Jordan wasn't around, Scottie Pippen would be two thirds of the player he is. I think oh, yeah. playing when you have to play defense against the greatest player of all time, day in day out in practice, you're going to become one of the top defenders of all time, which is what Scottie. Well. Pippen isn't that, a good isn't that a standard athletic effect though it happens in yeah. hockey it happens in football like 
What, yeah. Who's that? What's the name? Uh, the name's blank me right now, but there wasn't there the guy who played with Lemieux for two years and both years he played on Lemieux's line. He got 50 goals. And after that, he never scored more than 10 once he got off the line and got traded. So young, have you seen it yet? Have you seen the documentary? No, I'm saving it. I'm, I, I'm very intrigued as well. Um, I, I, I love the bulls growing up. Um, Jordan was obviously probably everybody's favorite, but every time I've played root beer pong, um, I always am Scotty Pippen because, uh, I yell Pippen instead of Kobe. Yeah. That was my way of being like the unique guy at the party, like Pippen. And like, I just cash it like every time I'd be like my game winning shot. Uh, are they releasing the whole thing or, or is it episode by episode, like week by week? I got to step in here. Nobody says Pippen. That's like, (laughs) I think I might, I like it. That's like you throwing garbage in the garbage can going Bryant. No, it's Kobe. (laughs) They say Scotty. Oh, they Scotty. Say Scotty. No, oh, I said anybody either Scotty or Pippen. I don't. I think that's no, a mystery. No, on original. Scotty was a thing. Hey, you're I was young. being a hipster. I was being a hipster. I was. Be, I was going my own way with it, and it worked. And uh, if you saw me cash some of those game-winning, you know, pong shots, you'd understand why I went Pippen. Did you do under half or underhand from half? Oh no, I was. I was. I had full Kobe form. I just said Pippen. <laughs> Step back um, in answer to your question tom they're releasing two episodes a week it's 10 episodes so for the next four weeks if my math is correct they'll be releasing them a lot of people are complaining about that and saying they should have released yeah twitter blew up over it yeah but i i like it i'm a, I'm a big fan of delayed gratification so i like it because i now have something to look forward to on a monday instead by, of releasing by everybody do you mean mr buffy no, literally, I I, w- I was on Twitter and there was a lot of uh, accredited Twitter users that went with a little blue check mark, which I've been dying to get. So if there's any Twitter uh, execs out there listening to this podcast, hook me up with a, a verified, verified check mark. Yeah, that'd be nice to have. Just a little spot on the resume. There was a lot of people, basketball players included, that wanted to watch all ten episodes in a, in a row. Like they were in it, man, and that just shows you how good of a documentary it is to start. Well, imagine no. a world where you couldn't watch things on demand and you had to watch them at a specific time. Imagine, imagine a world I can't even fathom. I Wait, get you were born in that world. You've watched. I'm being time sarcastic, Buffy. Obviously, I grew up with cable TV. I know how it is. That's why I'm like, I, I don't mind two episodes at a time. I, I, I kind of like it. I like the anticipation. I like waiting for it. I like waking up the next day and being like, yes, I have something to watch. I kind of missed that about cable TV when you'd you'd know that something's coming on at 7 p.m. and you would you would actually watch the show at its designated time. I kind of like the effect. It gets me fired up. I was going to say, like, I, I think it's actually really smart. I understand why people will just load a whole season on and allow people to binge. But I think when you, you binge, uh, you kind of don't process it the same way. Like, I remember for Game of Thrones, there was times where like, we would binge like three or four episodes and then we'd take a break for a little bit because life, life got busy and I'd come back to it. I'm like, where were we again? And I'd be started watching mm-hmm. one of the ones that we previously watched and I honestly wouldn't remember it until like 30 minutes in. I was like, oh, wait, I've seen this scene. But like, it was kind of like you have a chance to process. And I think something that's just moving like this Michael Jordan documentary, considering what a huge person he was and what an impact he had, not just on basketball, but sport in general and culture. I think it's kind of smart to be able to – you have two episodes. you got one. Oh, yeah, there's one more. You get the other one. Then you can process and enjoy it and think about it, reflect. As you said, have something to look forward to. I'm kind of forced to watch – consume most of my shows through that anticipation model because of having young kids and just being busy with them. I don't have a lot of time to sit down and just kind of watch shows. And so I kind of – if I am going to watch a show, it's, it's, one or, it's one or two a night. It's usually like every couple nights. So I don't spend that much time binging, so I'm not the best advocate for that. 
But uh, I like having some look forward to, and uh, once they're all released, I think I'll still watch them in delay. No, I, I agree with you, Tom. And I, I'm a little like, I, I would I have liked to sit down and watch all 10 episodes of the Jordan doc? Yes. But uh, I guess for me, it's just, I think that a lot of streaming services are just all over the place with how they release stuff. Like I binge watched 10 episodes of, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here, of Outer Banks on Netflix. So it, it's, I found it fantastic. But once again, 10 straight episodes. And, but where I'm going with this is, on the 10th episode when it was over now i was just disappointed it was a great episode but now i'm like well now i want to know what happens but i'm gonna have to wait two years whereas i guess what you're what you're all saying is it is nice to kind of spread it out over those four or five weeks or however they want to do it which which is kind of nice but i uh no i i like that they do the two a week i would have if they did all episodes in one i probably would have sat there and watched i actually this might be kind of sad but sunday night at midnight i went on netflix super stoked and then it wasn't there and i'm not gonna lie i sat there refreshing and watching other stuff until 12 38 a.m till it actually came up and then i watched them both i'm just happy to hear that it's on netflix at all i thought it was just on espn yeah i'm glad that they did that like they could have trolled everyone and put it on some like american thing that we don't get So, Buffy, you said you watched Love is Blind all in one shot? No, not Love is Blind. <laughs> you watched Too Hot to Handle? Too Hot to Handle. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that. You know what? I watched five minutes of that one, and I turned it off. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, I, I watched the first two episodes. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's terrible. It's pretty bad. All, you know what? That's one thing Netflix does not have going for it is their reality TV sector is not good. From, like, Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, and The Circle or whatever – not good. Just not good. I've watched all three. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, Spronk, you have been talking incessantly about this to us, that you've been VR boxing. Incess- define incessantly, man. Uh, nonstop. But I have. I have. I've been trying to – you know what? You brought up the uh, – I've been thinking a lot about prison lately. Um, back in my, back in my <laughs> younger years, Wait. I used to think about it. But lately <laughs> – it's kind of like prison. I'm going to treat it. I decided I'm going to treat this like prison. But I got up this morning. I looked at my mug in the mirror and I said, man, you know what? You never really see guys with beards in prison though, right? Are you, you allowed to have them? Maybe not. But you guys are all clean shaven too. I don't get it. What do you? Well, I can't grow a beard. That's true. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys, you don't want to see what my iteration of a beard is. It's, it's like a half pretend goatee. It's not good. I'm going on the limb here, but I'm just assuming the reason you probably don't see people with, with beards in prison is because of the ability to conceal things yeah. in it, I'm, I'm assuming. But, uh, yeah, Spronk, are you going to, like, forget the listeners, like, just envision, like, Santa Claus, like, grumpy-looking Santa Claus, and that's pretty much you. Are you going to keep her going the whole time, or are you going to clean yourself up at some point? I, don't, I got a meeting with Mr. Van Genoven on Friday, so I'm thinking I, I don't know if I should keep it or maybe I should. Well, change your red T-shirt that you're wearing. When it comes to it, this is a Dr. Pepper t-shirt. Thanks, High Five White. <laughs> great, great, great content. Great listening anyways, content. I, I am I am going to treat this like prison, and I'm going to post in my phys ed. None of them listen to this, I'm sure. But uh, let's let's get prison fit, man. We got no real gym or anything. We can't really play sports. I'm just going to start exercising. I went on a six-mile jog yesterday. Shout out to Kira. It's two days in a row. I saw her taking a long walk. I've been doing some workouts. I've been doing the VR boxing, which is actually pretty good. It's actually uh, 
It's been working. My shoulders are hurting. It's good. What, I what, did like four hours this, of exercise yesterday. What system were you guys using for VR boxing? Uh, I have it. I have it on PlayStation. Hmm. I'm I'm disappointed. One uh, in two things. You called it a mile. Like, are you running miles or are you running kilometers? Okay, it's because it's because the Adidas app only does it in miles. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fair. Miles. All right. Um, also, you, to... you have Creed VR. I have Creed VR. You have not invited me to play. I have never gotten an invite to play, and I'm a little disappointed with this because now you've gone out and bought another boxing VR to play by yourself when I would love to play with a friend. It's a great game, but that's fine. We can talk about that another day. Hey, guys. So like I said, box VR. I, I kind of like live under a rock when it comes to gaming, but I do uh, – during my, when I had that blood clot last year and I was supposed to be like on the couch for two or three weeks – um, I re plugged in my Xbox, but I realized that it had fallen off a mantle while at a panorama ski trip <laughs> because we were, we were playing NHL three on three so hard and celebrating that someone tripped and the entire thing fell six feet and shattered. So I couldn't play it anymore. Uh, of course we were supposed to be supervising at the time, but anyway, I ended up buying a PS4 because people said that's what I should get. Could virtual like a VR, uh, set like work with that? It'll, yeah, it'll only work with PlayStation. Like that, you have to get the PlayStation VR one. But how much does it cost? A lot of money. Yeah, too much. That's why Four, I don't have one. Four hundred. Yeah, I got mine on Boxing Day. If you wait on Boxing Day, they usually go on like package deals. But hmm. I've only played the the whole system twice, so not sure uh, that's a really good investment just to go straight to VR. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> We got a, they have a, for the Switch, White, do you have this Ring Fit Adventure? No, I actually, I sold my Switch two and a half oh, months right. ago, and I complete. I think I mentioned this last pod, but I, I completely regret it. That That's getting some uh, quarantine hype though, right? Is, is it, yeah, is it not, it's not bad. Way. Yeah, like I've heard it's, it's doing very well. When the weather was bad, I wanted it I for my kid, and there's nothing. It's like 400 bucks now used on whatever amazon but any listeners out there that have have uh have that game hit me up i'll buy it off you for my kid but now that the war sprung nice, <laughs> what yeah, better is that with that or uh we fit with that board Prison fit man no we fit garbage okay you know what i that's gonna be a white hot take of the week we fit one of the best-selling video games of all time that's absolute trash but yeah, I like it. Hey guys, I got a question. I got questions. It's school related and gaming. I think this is the perfect time to bring it up. When I had one of my Google Hangs, one of my grade ten classes, uh, they they kind of got on the, in the side chat while we were while I was actually trying to teach. They started talking about COD, like COD, and I was like, "What are they talking about? Like a fish or something?" And I was like, "I put it together. I pieced it together on my own." I said, "Wait a second. Are you guys talking about Call of Duty?" And they said, "Yes." So I kind of felt like, "Hey." I can relate to kids. I'm so cool. Um, but then I said, I've never played Call of Duty. And then the chat lit up and they're like, vlog you, Mr. Young, playing Call of Duty for the very first time. Like use that as content. And uh, and I thought that was kind of funny because I've never played anything other than NHL 94 through 2019. So my question for you guys, since you guys actually know what Call of Duty is about, I literally I've heard about it, but I know nothing. Was that that would that be like a bad move for my career, vlogging me playing Call of Duty for the first time, or would that actually be like funny and somewhat school appropriate enough that I could actually show it? As in, your students would lose respect for you because you're so bad at it. Well, I think they've lost respect for me a long time ago. It's so not too worried about that. <laughs> I was more just thinking about the content of the game. Uh, it is well, a mature game, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, 
It's um, violent. You shoot people with guns. Like yeah. not not the most ideal thing to probably display to your kids saying, Hey guys, look, but uh yeah, I would Spronk has probably a different take. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not so worried about. It. I think our students have been exposed to a lot worse than Call of Duty. But do uh do Fortnite? That's the PG thirteen. Yeah, the PG thirteen one of it. You could probably. I, I actually, I actually think it would be pretty funny watching you just be absolutely pathetic at. Uh, actually, that'd actually be fun. I could set that up. You guys could all log in. Can we all play at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love, I'd love to go in and and uh, and have like a camera on each of you as well as on yep. me and our screens and then splice that together into uh, a little bit of uh, cool. online well video. As, uh, why don't why don't we the... ask our uh, why don't we ask our listeners in our Fazet and Friends inbox? We can uh, if you want to see that, shoot us an email. Could, How to get a hold of you? That? Just a regular? Just have your own like your own yeah, email, our own email. Or is it, uh, a, it's a bot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we have our Fazed friends bot that receives emails and uh, passes them on to us. We're actually going to do a mailbag pretty soon here. But uh, yeah, you know what? We can me and me and Mr. Buffy actually already have a Twitch channel called So So Gamers. No way. Um, <laughs> of course you so, do. Of course you do. <laughs> so uh, I am not yeah, associated with this. Yeah, we can set up. We can all means. stream. Like it's it's a piece. Like if we all get. Uh, you could get a Fortnite on our could PC. get a we sweet stream going, yeah. Did you yeah. just did you just plug your Twitch channel on our yeah I did. On our podcast? Can we edit that awesome. out. No, but they don't know the actual handle, so nobody will be able to find it. it. It's, you can't it's, see me. Yeah. You can't see me right now, but I'm googling so so. Yeah, I know. Anyways, yeah, we we should actually set that up. Uh, I think that would be funny because we we've even talked about that doing that and just uh, having like even playing some fun games like Rocket League or something like that. So, um. White, you, you mentioned it earlier, but it is time for the white hot take of the day. As usual, going to ruffle some feathers here. Uh, this is a very polarizing topic and one that I've heard debated time and time again, and I'm going to take a hard stance on it. Okay, and here's here's the hot take of the week. Without a doubt, in every facet, in every single quantifiable measure, Burger King's Whopper is superior to the Big Mac. 100% a better burger, and it's not close. It, it's, it's I, the I best. don't know, man. It's more bang for buck. The toppings are better. The, the, the sauce is better. Uh here, let me let me drop a little piece of information on you guys that's going to just absolutely change the way you look at McDonald's forever. Did you know, you know a McDouble that it's on the value menu? Right? Did you know there's as much beef in a McDouble as a Big Mac? No so kidding. why would I ever even think about getting a Big Mac when I can get the same amount of meat in a McDouble for like just over $2? But and a Big Mac's like what, $6? It doesn't come with the secret sauce. You can add secret sauce to your McDouble. Wait, the Whopper you, is a better can't. burger. And, and Whopper Wednesdays, you get a Whopper combo for $6? Come on. It's not even are close. You, are you the one person who lives by a Burger King? Like, there's three locations, I think, in Alberta. Look, I, I, uh, I drive past a Burger King every day on my way home from, from Skona. And, uh, you get a Whopper? Uh, <laughs> You know what? On Wednesdays, on Wednesdays, you might catch me there. Just saying. 
There's a, nice there's a reason. Value. There's a reason White's not thirty, but he looks like close to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> White, I got a political take here. Oh no. Um, I have. Yeah, actually... I'm already queuing up. I'm 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 writing down the timestamp right now so I can edit this out after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a, I have, I haven't eaten at Burger King. I've eaten once actually since 2003. And the reason is after, and I know this is going way above you guys listening, but after the, after the nine 11 tragedy, the, the U S government had a stimulus package and bailout money. So these, these companies were getting millions of dollars to, to uh, stimulate the economy and, and hire more people. What Burger King decided to do with this, this millions and millions of dollars was to give all their CEOs a million dollar uh, bonus. So none of it was put back into the restaurants. Uh, none of it was used to hire staff. They just took that money and probably bought a new boat. So I, I have actively boycotted Burger King um, for years. There was one point of weakness last year where I actually went to a Burger King, but it was a buddy who, who made me go. So, so there's my stance was, on it. Was Maybe that buddy white? Better. <laughs> White. <laughs> oh, hold on! Actually, I lied. It's been twice. Cause yes, White did make me go one day. That's true. I did That's go correct. with White. That's you... been twice, and I think that was actually yeah, that was only the second time. And I think I mentioned it to White. So what? It's not like White's uneducated here. So I'm actually a little disappointed in uh, uh, White's altruism here. Okay, well, Spronk, let me challenge you on that a little bit because I don't, I, I don't. Historically, everything you said is accurate, but. Did you know that the same conglomerate that owns Tim Hortons, well, basically the Burger King, that the conglomerate that owns Burger King also owns Tim Hortons. So are you, I challenge you right now, are you going to take your ethical standpoint to the point where you'll no longer consume Tim Hortons? Okay, first of all, I have two responses to that. They didn't actually buy Tim Hortons till like three years ago. So you're... Regardless, the they're still associated with the company. And Buffy, can you tell White how I feel about Tim Hortons, please? <laughs> Yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> no, I no. don't do Tim Hortons. You green tea, I'll take a green tea. He but... takes a green tea and then he walks over to Starbucks and gets a no, venti every green tea. Every green tea, Mr. Starbucks. Spronk, you are you are going against your ethical values with every green tea you drink. You know, I stopped drinking Coke for uh, numerous reasons, mainly because it tastes like the blood of South American unionists. But um, once you start looking into companies, <laughs> there's an edit. <laughs> no, no, go look it up. No, this is history. This is a history. Go look it up. Coke. No, that's Coke actually that's America. actually no from an act. That's actually not as bad as it. Like in a, in a, in a vacuum, worst. it sounds horrible. But like politically, it's actually a viable thing to say. But so I, but so I, I there was a time where young Spronk was trying to save the world, hippie Spronk. But now, as you can see, he's just gotten old and bitter, and and whiter. But uh, if you look into any company, nothing is good out there. Like where no, capitalism is terrible. Young, when was the last time you had a Whopper? Well, you know what? I I'm gonna weigh in here, and I'm just gonna. I think I kind of. I see, I'm here. I see White side, and he's Strong side. So I'm gonna make a decision, and unless uh, Buffy, you'd like to to weigh in, but uh, I'm not really a kind of a fast food type of guy. I can't really tell you too much about the the Big Mac you know, or the Whopper, but I will tell you this, a little bit of uh, past fame. I used to play for the Junior B River Kings in Edmonton, a team that's now defunct. Uh, we were the worst team in the league for a couple of years and went on to uh, not just win provincials, but uh, the Western Canadian uh, Championship and all the parents and our two fans, which were two guys had a girlfriend on the team, or at least two girlfriends on the team. And they wore those Burger King, like, 
crowns. Do they still have those? You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? they Paper, still have those crowns. Oh, yeah, that's crowns. my only reason so, to go to Burger King. And so I remember, like, when we won, all of these parents who watched us play hockey all our lives <laughs> and only got to Junior B, uh, all, like, celebrating, like, oh, my gosh, they actually are, like, our children are winners and they're wearing these Burger King hats and stuff. So I have a positive association with Burger King. And for that reason, I'm going to say that Burger King Whopper absolutely dominates the Big Mac. Simple as that. See, and, and I'm yeah. going to come a... I'm going to come across here and I have a similar story of last year. Uh, where, where, where are we? We were in uh, Grand Prairie. Yeah, we were in Grand Prairie for volleyball provincials, volleyball 4A provincials. And you know what? We just came off of a, a heartbreak second place finish in cities and we're, we're about to make a massive comeback. And you know what? We, we finished fourth in provincials. And where do I take my team for celebratory food? I take them to the Golden Arches, the king of Burgerland, McDonald's, and I buy thirty double cheeseburgers for my team. It was the best thing I've ever bought for my volleyball team. Just there, that my loyalty stands with McDonald's. You're a great. The fact coach. that you just referred to McDonald's as a king is offensive. <laughs> Not only a king, but the king of Burgerland. Yeah, you've really had Harvey's. You had Harvey's before. Oh, that's true. Sorry. We, why you oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, hey, right. Well, no, Harvey's isn't part of this take. I will agree that Harvey's is superior to both, but that that's for another hot take. Yeah, that's for another time. Curly fries. But I think the that viewers is. should be weighing in and emailing the bot uh, email account to, to let us know what they think uh, yep. is the, the true verdict. Because we're split. We're split Absolutely. two two right now, and I don't think we have a conclusive. I mean, I'd say like like White and I have dominated you with every single point we've made. Uh, but you know, to, to actually wear the crown, I think a few more people are gonna have to weigh in. Your your point is based on complete nostalgia, and the only good thing you've ever done to make your parents feel proud of you. So that's a, it's a biased opinion. Well, it's opinion nonetheless. Uh, speaking of which, actually, uh, have any of you guys been frequenting a fast food place in the pandemic? Because like, are they still open? Yeah, I went I think to AEW yesterday. I got a Carl's Jr. burger in front of me right now. And are you guys are you at all worried about like with like like the virus being like on like the, the paper bag that it, <laughs> yes you sure that do. was disgusting. Thanks, thanks for showing the video chat. That's great content for the listeners. Yeah, it just looked like this. Just it was not good meatloaf between bread slices. But uh, that, <laughs> that's what that burger is. That that looked disgusting. But I, I was gonna say though, like I, you know, so, that, so I know I know there's no like contamination as far as like like food, but like, is there any precautions you have to take as far as just like taking the the paper bag that you get from the fast food restaurant and put it in your car? I, if I can speak first on this, I do like only drive-throughs are open, and I I was pretty bad before the pandemic to like eat my food in my car and like it would get messy. Eventually, I'd clean it up, but. Uh, I have changed. I will wait until I get home before I take any of the food out so I can wash my hands first and then, or Lysol and stuff like, like Lysol my hands and, and I'll have it at home. Like I've really taken precautions there. So that's kind of where I, I sit on it. Like I still, you know what, we're like, I'm still busy. We're, we're still doing stuff and coming from uh, cooking seven days a week. It, it's nice to just maybe stop out and have like a quick something for takeout, whether it's skip the dishes or whatever. But I, I make sure I kind of wash my hands and stuff like that still. 
Cool. Actually, yesterday we, we ate out for the first time. Most of the time, I like cooking, so that's what we've been doing. But um, a former Scona grad and neighbor of mine just down the street owns the restaurant Boy, uh, which is kind of Vietnamese pho, and it's uh, just on, on, on you know, before 99th Street, uh, White Avenue. And it was a fantastic shopping experience. They, it was like really good food. They opened the door for you. There's like Purell there. And uh, it was it was just really it was really nice actually just to have a totally different type of food and it was super tasty and like great value so a little plug to to Foboy for a fantastic meal yesterday and it is important to support support local and the reason I brought that up is not just for the plug but if you uh, if you can go and do the pickup it actually saves the the local company a solid percentage now skip the dishes is certainly convenient and now you want to support them too as, as an organization and we've done that a lot you know as a school and you know in my own life prior to this but in these tough times being able to go yeah. and actually pick it up yourself if you can is really good just you know try to keep these local businesses afloat yeah that that's the big thing and I, i've done that i've done that with fox burger down in highlands if you've ever, ever had fox burger if some of our listeners man i highly recommend great and they're and I, it's awesome to see a lot of local places step up and do like alter how they're distributing their food so that one, they can stay afloat, but B, it, it is nice to just keep those companies going. So yeah, I think on that note, Mr. Young, thank you for being our very first guest on the Fazet and Friends podcast. I, I hope you had a blast. Oh, this is this is like a, a highlight of my entire teaching career, maybe my life. Like you know, like Spronk wow. said, my parents were never very proud of me, other than like winning a junior B championship. So I'm really, really hoping like I can send this to my mom, and and maybe she'll like send me a text back with like the the thumb up emoji, you know, because that make make it feel like I've really arrived, and maybe one day like my children will be able to listen to this as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'll send your mom a Burger King hat. <laughs> She'd probably appreciate that more than listening to my voice on this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my boys, you guys are doing a good job. This is this is a lot of fun. Uh, just be able to actually connect with you guys again. We I think we all miss the Scona community. We miss seeing our students and uh, we miss our our colleagues. So when you told me you're doing this, I, I my first reaction was that I laughed, and then I thought they, th these guys just might actually make it happen. I, I my my first thought was like, yeah, right. And here we are, like you're uploading stuff to Spotify. For the listeners yeah. and people like myself who uh, need to eagerly download the previous episodes, how do I uh, search for this on Spotify? There's a link in the Scona Athletics bio, actually, that'll take you right yeah. there. So if you are on Instagram, hop onto Scona Athletics. Also, if you just go onto Spotify and search Fized and Friends, Friends spelt with a PH instead of an F, it'll pop up on yeah. Spotify if you and, search it. So and all Fized our past episodes friends. are there. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I think... I think this shows that leadership doesn't teach logic because Mr. Young just said, for the listeners, how do they find this podcast? Well, if you're listening to this and you haven't found the podcast, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where you are or what you've done, but get out of there right now. Okay, Thank okay. you. Th th thanks Thank for the parting compliment. Always nice to hear from you. <laughs> hey, and you know what, Tom? I really hope that bird uh, was it being able to get accepted in his own community again, even though he's covered in soot. Yeah. Maybe a good <laughs> well, I just hope he didn't him. develop like bird cancer or something from yeah. this. <laughs> Positive way to end the pod podcast, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. Like, thanks for nice going there. Yeah. Really nice. <laughs> All, All right. right. I thought I'd done a good deed. All right, boys. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk to you soon. Keep this thing going. We'll see you. See you. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye, guys. 
Super awesome to have uh, Mr. Young on the podcast as our first interviewer. Uh, I honestly thought it went really well. It was good to hear kind of his take of being a, a long-term Skona teacher. White Spronk, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was good. I It's really cool to hear kind of that perspective. Um, like I say, like I mentioned, me and Spronk are kind of newbies at Skona. So there's a lot of stuff that he talked about this week that I didn't even know. So it was really, really interesting to hear. Yeah, he's okay. I think Mr. Johnson will do a, a much better job when he's on next week. Is that a is that a is that a, a live look into our our special guest next week? Oh, that's what we're pushing for. We got to talk to his people though. Okay. Vote Mr. Johnson for special guest number two. Put it in the email. He's been harassing us to be on, so yeah, that's we'll true. See if we we'll see if we can fit into our our schedules here. All right, the the Fazed friend bot got some emails. We had a few people requesting shout outs, a few questions being asked. Uh, which shout outs do we have this week, guys? Shout outs! The the most important one today. Uh, the OG listener. Our OG listener. Very first. The listener. first. Mark. Little Mark is five years old today. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably Friday. But Mark, Wednesday was your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. We should whoop call whoop. this the Mark. The Mark podcast because the that listen to it. And actually, Mark, Mark and Zach had a question. They want to know what our favorite Paw Patrol character is. Oh yeah, oh. mine's the. Uh, I like the fire truck guy. I should um, know more about this. I do have two two nephews that watch Paw Patrol, but I I like the fire truck guy. So Marshall. Marshall, yeah, there we go. Wow. Marshall, wow. he's cool. I like Marshall. I, I actually did my research on this because I didn't want to. Of course. Yeah, I actually watched an entire season of Paw Patrol leading into this episode to, to do my research and really feel as though I was contributing in a meaningful way and not just giving them a fake answer that I make up on the spot. What's um, wrong with Marshall? You don't need to do research. Marshall's the coolest. I, I like Wally the Walrus. Wally the Walrus is a playful walrus that lives out in the bay. He's a good friend to Captain Turbot and the Paw Patrol. And he also enjoys getting treats from Ryder and Captain Turbot. So sounds, Wally, the walrus. Like all that. My... <laughs> no, that was definitely not read off of a page on the internet that I'm looking sounds at right like now. Absolutely. Sounds Reddit, the Reddit Paw Patrol page and just read. I'm sure that exists. But um, yeah, that's my Wally the walrus is my favorite if, Paw Patrol character. Okay, if we're going down that route then, um, based off the top10s.com, uh, my, I'm changing mine to Chase, as they say. He, they, he is the number one overall Paw Patrol character. He is the cutest pup in the Paw Patrol because he is so cuddly and adorable and very clever. Chase That's like picking Chase Michael Jordan as your favorite basketball player. It's just completely unoriginal. No, everyone knows it's John Stockton. So, <laughs> Does he play for the and, Phillies? And Mike Bibby. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> oh, even get... Mike Bibby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let it be known, and I know for the six listeners we have, there's probably only one that actually cares about basketball, but let it be known that Mr. Buffy put John Stockton in his top five basketball players of all time. Of if all you time! Look, if you look at his assists, it speaks for himself. Okay, well, for, that's for another time and place to debate. I don't have a favorite, guys, because they're all my favorite, not that anybody asked except Mark, but I actually went to a live Paw Patrol showing before and mr hope was there with his kids 
Okay, Sprong, can you verify something for that 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 uh, I saw about this? And you you yeah. can speak to this because you went to it. My brother has two kids, uh, pretty similar in age to your two kids. One's a little like they're a little younger, more closer to Huxley, but poor guy. Is it true? Yeah, <laughs> is it true that when you actually go to those Paw Patrol things, like the tickets aren't that bad, but when you get in there, like a lemonade is twenty dollars. Oh, don't kid you. I had free tickets. I would have never paid for it. Okay, wait. First, we got to do one thing. Hey, good night, Mark. And that's the end of the podcast. See you later, Mark. Don't listen to the next minute of this podcast. <laughs> Bye, Mark. Happy birthday. Yeah, go to bed. Did we? Do we include Mark's brother in here in the shout out? Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we. Yeah, Zach gets a it. shout out as well. Yeah. Zach should be. Zach should be asleep already. Okay. Honestly, the tickets for that thing are such a ripoff. Man, it was the biggest rip off i've ever seen in my life and like you have like these little things that like you press the button and it just twirls and makes lights that's like 30 bucks it was crazy parking was insane i've never been we were locked we were log jammed in that parking lot it was at the uh where do we do grad it was the same place we do grad the expo center right the jubilee jubilee the jubilee yeah jubilee Jubilee. yeah we were in that parking lot and it was like oh my it was a horrible experience even huxley was like halfway through it man (laughs) <laughs> free, t- free tickets i wouldn't uh hey no one's turning down free tickets come on i turn down lots of free tickets and i will if it ever comes up paw patrol don't tell my kids pj masks though or whatever uh, i you wouldn't turn down pj masks would you Man, I no Anyways. I all right lost, i don't know what you're talking about i know this is way beyond you i, I know i understand yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. um before we okay. edit, though, we're gonna we're gonna give you a little tidbit. We're gonna give you a live look into a new segment that's releasing on Monday called Mailbag Monday. So if you have sent us an email through our Fazed and Friends inbox, we are going to answer your questions on Mailbag Monday. I know this podcast was an extended one with our interview, um, so keep an eye out for that. Remember, stay posted to Scona Athletics for all information regarding our podcast. Okay, you'll see new episode drops there. Um, and there's even a special post coming out this weekend to talk about this podcast, which you've probably already seen. So keep an eye out for that. Spronk, White, it's been a pleasure again next week. More Jordan Doc. Hey. So we actually think we're going to do another episode. Hey, guys, this is this is unreal. Yeah, fingers Keep crossed. Train rolling, let's go. Fingers crossed. White, play out that weird digital old school <laughs> Coleco music. Oh, I snuck that music. We out of here. You guys. <laughs> okay, we'll see, see you. Ya.